Star Wars 7x7 episode 2396. Last week we did Spinner's Sunday and focused on Star Wars storytelling in the comics. Today, well, I guess we're going to call it, what, Newsstand Sunday, Subscription Sunday, or Short Story Sunday. How about that? All good reasons for what we're going to be talking about today. Punch it. Hey Rebel Riser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it. So we're talking today about Star Wars Insider issue number 199. Not the whole issue, there's a lot of amazing stuff in it actually as it turns out including interviews with Sam Witwer and Ahmed Best and Ashley Eckstein, but what we're really here to talk about today is the High Republic. And in particular we're going to be talking about a couple of things. First of all, Go Together Part 1, which is the first of a two-part short story that kicks off short fiction returning to Star Wars Insider, and these are, as they were described in the launch event for the High Republic, either Starlight Stories or Stories of Starlight, where they are taking place in this High Republic era, and it seems like they're going to center around the Starlight Beacon, which is the space station that is one of Chancellor So's great works that was dedicated and opened during the Light of the Jedi novel. And for the most part, it does take place on the Starlight Beacon. Charles Sewell has described the first part of this story, the one that we're talking about here, as a sort of chapter zero for Light of the Jedi, which is very accurate. It features the husband and wife team of Pika and Joss Adrin. They are project managers and worked specifically on overseeing the construction of the Starlight Beacon and making sure that you know everything got completed on time and on schedule. And this is going to get a little spoilery for the story, but they basically are supposed to be going on vacation, which is never <laughs> a good sign. Like they're finishing the job, they're supposed to go on vacation, but. Pika sees a little bit of a power surge on her data pad, and so they decide to go investigate on their way out the door. And they end up working together to fix it. The interesting thing about the story is that their rapport together is such that you kind of wonder whether Force sensitivity is involved. These are not Jedi. These are not Force sensitive characters. But... Definitely the way that they sense each other and the way that they fix the particular problem that comes up in the short story really does imply a rapport that goes beyond the standard, even the best of what a husband and wife will tend to do together, at least certainly what we're used to in this planet. And it turns out that for their vacation, they're supposed to be hopping on a ship called the Third Horizon, which is heading coreward toward Coruscant, and that's supposed to be bringing them on their way. But as it turns out, the Third Horizon gets the distress call about the emergences and the Legacy Run disaster and has to divert to the Hetzal system. And so Pika and Joss end up helping with the rescue effort. And they, if you read The Light of the Jedi, are the pair that were in a Republic long beam, like a you know long fighter slash cargo ship that ended up figuring out how to capture one of the cargo compartments and save it, even though it emerged from the hyperspace incident traveling at near light speed. And yet they you know figured out how to slow it down and save the people inside. 
That is, of course, working with a bunch of Jedi in their ships and whatnot. And later on in the novel, they are depicted as being at the dedication ceremony for the Starlight Beacon also. So they do play a role. It's a comparatively minor role within the rest of the novel, but they definitely have time to shine in that first disaster section of the book. Meanwhile, there's also an interview with all five authors for the High Republic Publishing Initiative. And I'll say that for the most part, I didn't necessarily learn a heck of a lot new. A couple things that were reinforced that I think are worth flagging is the fact that Michael Siglane has been thinking about a cross-publishing event since 2014. And it was as the Skywalker saga was nearing its end that Kathleen Kennedy said, all right, you know, what do you got for me? Let's get this on board. Let's get this rolling. And so this is many years in the making and you know, figuring out how it was all going to happen, getting you know, the right authors in place for it. And I imagine just, you know, with all five authors who are involved in this, like they've all done Star Wars projects prior to this. So you have to imagine that even though there probably wasn't a formal audition process, that this was going on in the backs of their minds. In the backs of the minds of Lucasfilm Publishing, I mean to say. Looking at the authors and who were delivering the stories and how best to create a team that could create this initiative. Also, I thought it was particularly interesting to you hear what Justina Ireland and Daniel Jose Older said about looking at young characters and how they are processing these events happening, whether it's the hyperspace disaster or even going to you know, perform outreach on these Outer Rim planets and in some cases dealing with planets who not only aren't in the Republic but who may not even be interested in getting into the Republic and just that there are going to be complex issues that these characters are going to encounter. It's not going to be simple stuff. And, you know, that seemed kind of exciting to me, especially to know that stories being written for younger audiences like the YA books or the middle grade books or the IDW Adventures comics, right, that they are still going to find a way to tackle topics that would be interesting to the adult reading audience, even though it is, you know, like all Star Wars stories, really kind of targeted a little bit <laughs> toward the kids rather than the adults. And even though it is not out as of yet, Claudia Gray's book Into the Dark, which comes out in February, there's mention of a space station in the description of it that the you know, protagonists are going to arrive at. It's not the Starlight Beacon, it's something else entirely. Claudia Gray says that this space station has already appeared somewhere in comics and that sharp-eyed readers will be able to pick up on that. So that's kind of an intriguing little mention. You know, it's hard to tell whether just based on when this was published, if she means that this is something that is in one of the High Republic comics, or if this is something that's just, you know, in all Star Wars comics and we're actually seeing it a couple hundred years later in Derelict and Rundown. So more to come about that for sure. And that is going to do it for my look at High Republic storytelling and interviews and more background information from Star Wars Insider number 199. And that is going to do it for this episode of the show as well. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. 
7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited. Other respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.